Hey, Regen. My name's Dwayne. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from an addiction to pornography, which really is a result of not trusting God. Hey, guys. Um, I grew up in a home with loving parents. I attended church every week, but I understood God to be a rule giver. He was happy with me when I did well and not when I didn't. Fortunately, at age 15, my understanding of God changed. Through attending my girlfriend's youth group, I learned that Christ wanted a personal relationship with me. Because Jesus, while being fully God, he lived a perfect life as man on earth. I was saved from my deserved punishment by having Jesus take my punishment, not by having me do good things. By accepting God's free gift, I was saved. By the way, another way that God protected me and showed me grace is that high school girlfriend is my wife of 40 years. I was introduced to pornography when I was very young. Being born in the decade of the 60s, my parents thought it was beneficial to expose me to things of the world. In second grade, my father gave me a Playboy magazine. It had a tremendous impact on me. I started thinking of women in a way God had not intended. Genesis 127 says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. He created them. This wasn't my view. Often, I regarded women as an object, not someone created in God's image. I kept that magazine for many years and looked at it with a feeling that I liked, but I didn't fully understand at that age. Later, in seventh grade, I stole a number of adult magazines from a news store in the Chicago suburb where I lived. Fortunately, access to my supply of magazines stopped after seventh grade when my family moved. God was merciful and protected me from further harm at that time, but and that initial damage was done. As a young adult, and now with the availability of the internet, more serious trouble began. And this time, it wasn't impacting just me. It was impacting my wife and my children. The biggest impact on my marriage was the trust that I lost for my wife. In the midst of my lies, I would direct my anger at her, as illogical as that sounds. I wasn't taking responsibility for my thoughts or my actions. I had a relationship with God, but was not able to understand how to apply Romans 6.11, where it says, in the same way, count yourself dead, dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. I wasn't able to on my own, with using my discipline and willpower to stop. I was like Paul, who in Romans 7.18 says, for I know the good itself doesn't dwell in me. That is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. At that time, God led our family to Watermark. I heard about regeneration from the Sunday morning sermons. I considered it, but I never took the difficult step of actually attending. At that time, I didn't know anyone who had personally attended. I rationalized I'd recently started an intensive Bible study on Monday nights. While Bible study is important, 
I was using that as a way to avoid confronting my sin. Soon after, I discovered my oldest son. He was also struggling with pornography. I was so convicted regarding leading my son. I felt like a complete hypocrite. I knew at that time I needed help, first for me, then for my son. As a father, I didn't want him to be where I was as as an adult. I understood God held me accountable to lead my children well. Ephesians 6.4 says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. This realization about my own struggle and how I was to lead my son, that's what finally persuaded me to attend Regen. I was so scared walking in that first night together with my son. I was thankful at that time the meetings were held at a separate location as I didn't want to run into anyone I knew. I felt unique that my struggles were in situation was unique. That first night, we introduced ourselves in the order in which we were seated. When it was my turn, I introduced myself as a believer who struggled with pornography. Later, my son told me that that statement shocked him. He thought we were there only for his struggle. Not only had I not been honest with myself, I would not taken the time as a teaching opportunity to lead my son. Let me take a moment to talk to the men here. If you have a son, you have a brother, you have a friend that's close, don't miss the chance of leading well. Be open, be honest. You don't have to be perfect. For me, being open and honest was a very important step for leading my sons and my daughter. Ladies, you can do the same thing with your daughters, sisters, or friends. Our family and friend needs us to lead out and to be authentic with one another so that we can hold each other accountable as we walk with Christ. I learned during recovery that I was not alone. In Romans 3.23, it says that all of us have sinned. We all fall short of God's glory. Many men in my recovery group had a similar struggle. One of them was even a pastor, which surprised me at the time, but it shouldn't have. He and I became accountability partners when we met for a long time. In group, when I shared my struggles, the other men were encouraging. I no longer had to hide. I was no longer hiding my sin from my wife, my son, and the other men in my group. John 3, 19 through 21 says, this is the verdict. Light came into the world, but the people love darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what we have done has been done in the sight of God. We all need to bring our sin into the light. What a relief it is when we come out of hiding. Satan likes to keep us isolated. God brings 
us comfort as he is the source of goodness and light. Working through the steps allowed me to bring my sin into the light by sharing it with other men. I was no longer working alone. I had other men, their prayers, and God's power working for me. I'd like to say I'm no longer tempted or struggle, but I do. One significant change for me is sharing my struggle with other men and being honest. Men I meet with are an important part of keeping me honest. These can be men here at Regen, a Bible study, or in my small group. I need guys praying for me. I really need it and encouraging me. It's a big relief that I do not have to pretend. In my marriage, I've gained back the trust lost from years of hiding and being deceitful. I'm blessed to have a wife, three children, and a daughter-in-law who love and pursue the Lord. My relationship with my sons and daughters changed as they've grown. Sharing my struggle with each of them was an important step. I'm no longer the guy who pretends to have it all together. I share my history of recovery as a method to connect with others, both Christians and non-Christians. It's unusual today for a man to readily admit weakness. But when I do, others want to understand, how can you still have value? And that's where I have the opportunity to share Christ. For those of you that are new here, you might feel as I did, ashamed to attend. You do not need to. Everyone, everyone in this room was exactly where you are now. We're all sinners who've all made mistakes. God wants a relationship with us even though we're messed up. We don't have to get cleaned up first. God wants to rescue us. We just need to trust him and ask him to take control. I'm excited to see what God is going to do through you. He has the power through the Holy Spirit to do some amazing things. You do not need to recover in your own strength, just like me. You have God and friends in this room who can help. My name is Dwayne. I have a new life in Christ. I am recovering from an addiction to pornography and not trusting God. He's the one who gets the credit because I could not change myself. Thank you for the privilege of letting me share God's story of his work in me.